This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. weekend is the 4th of July in the United States, which means it's Happy Independence Day. This is the day that the United States wrote their Declaration of Independence back in 1776 and received their freedom from being one of the British colonies. So we have lots of symbols in the United States to signify freedom and what that's all about, including the Statue of Liberty in the New York Harbor. And the Statue of Liberty is sort of like a beacon out there to the whole world to say that we are land that stands for freedom and for people being free. And in fact, in the Pledge of Allegiance, we have a line that says with liberty, justice and freedom for all. So it's kind of interesting that in the United States, we also have in our history and in our legacy, we have the blotted time and space when some of our citizens were enslaved and were not free. Those citizens were the black citizens of the United States who were enslaved. And I'm so excited that this year, President Biden actually made a national holiday out of a holiday that some people may never have heard of before, which is called Juneteenth. Juneteenth is normally celebrated on the 19th of June. And what it represents are those people who did not get the word that President Abraham Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing them from slavery. Consequently, these people stayed enslaved an additional two plus years. And it wasn't until the troops rode into Texas with proclamations to the enslaved people and said to them, you are now free. And when that happened, people were rejoicing. They were so happy to be freed from this uh, slavery experience. So therefore the holiday, Juneteenth, started to be celebrated on that day, which was the 19th. It was in 1865 that the federal troops actually rode through the area, made the announcements of freedom. And the very next year in 1866, on the 19th of June in Texas, this holiday was celebrated. And it's called Juneteenth because it's kind of a combination of the month, June, and then of the day, the 19th, and that's referred to as Juneteenth. So it was 1863 when the president signed this proclamation, Emancipation Proclamation in 1865, when they finally benefited from it. So on Juneteenth, there are all kinds of celebrations, there's feasting, there's singing, there's dancing, there's festivals and picnics, people celebrating with their families, wearing new clothes and so on and so forth because it is a day to celebrate. And I'd like to say that whenever in a country you have a segment of the population that is not free, then there really is not 
a full and true Independence Day to celebrate. And if you've ever been a colony or if you've ever been enslaved and you wanted to be free, then certainly you can understand that every person's desire is to also be free and to have liberty, free to live out their God-given purpose and destiny. And so to those who might believe that ignorance is bliss, this example shows us ignorance is not bliss. Knowledge is power, and those who had the knowledge had the power to not share the knowledge and continue to disenfranchise a number of our Black citizens who were living in the state of Texas. So the state of Texas has celebrated Juneteenth as an official holiday, unofficially for years and officially since 1980. And now the whole country has an opportunity to celebrate and recognize that until we're all free, none of us are really free. So as we think about that, and we have more to celebrate this year, and since it happened so quickly right before the holiday, everybody didn't get to celebrate this year because they couldn't plan ahead. Certain offices in the federal government did have an opportunity to celebrate this year. And next year, we are anticipating that more people will be able to take the day off and to celebrate. So when you think about what this means for your business and what's going on in the workplace, here's what I want you to think about. How can you in your workplace be better at living out what you profess? Remember, our country professed liberty, justice, and freedom for all. We were not living that out as perfectly as we could have lived it out for many of our years. And there's still things even to address in the United States. When your organization, in your workplace, how can you even better live out what you profess, the values that you espouse? Think about who in your organization may be some of the disenfranchised people, people in your organization who are not even benefiting from the values and the ideals which you say that you stand for. So as we're on the eve of this 4th of July, this is a time to think about, do we even have freedom in our workplace? Or are there some issues that need to be righted, that need to be corrected, wrongs that need to be addressed? That's your assignment, is to figure out what that might be. I also want to remind you that I am still conducting interviews with those people who are Christian business leaders in mid to large size corporations that are secular corporations. So if you fit that demographic, or if you know of someone who would be a wonderful person for me to interview and they fit that description, please let me know who they are, invite them to participate, or if it's you yourself, you participate, and we'll talk about what does freedom look like in your organization? What are you doing to live out your calling at work so that people actually benefit from the values and the ideals of the company? I want to know about your leadership journey. What are you challenged by? What do you really enjoy? What's going on in the workplace? So you can reach me at Dr. Karen. D-R period, K-A-R-E-N, 
at transleadership.com. And today, the verses I want to share with you, this is a situation where we have some verses that are repeated in the Old Testament, the first covenant of God, and then are also repeated again in the New Testament, in the new covenant of God. So Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. That is just so exciting when you hear that. The oil of joy for mourning. Oh, to be in a place where you're proclaiming liberty to the captives. I'm just thinking about those people on that first Juneteenth when liberty was proclaimed to them at that time so that they could be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. So if we look at the New Testament version of this, is Luke the fourth chapter, starting with verse 16. And this is an incident in the life of Jesus. And this is what it says. It says, so he, meaning Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, quote, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's a partial quote from the Isaiah chapter. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So enjoy the 4th of July. Delight in the fact that the captives have been set free and God continues to set free those who are bound by spiritual bondage of one sort or another. He has come to set us free from physical, mental, and spiritual bondage. So walk in your freedom. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com 
for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.